The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I brought you the very sad story yesterday of Angela LeMaster, the 41-year-old mom from Marysville, Ohio, who was out with her children on Monday night. They were riding bikes. She was walking along. She was hit and killed. Uh, There's a GoFundMe to help her, and uh, thankfully, they were attempting to raise $10,000 for her funeral expenses. The GoFundMe has raised nearly $54,000 at this point in time. So they're going to continue with the fundraiser. I'll read you what it says off the GoFundMe page. We are asking for your prayers for the family, and if you're willing, help with the financial burdens that are coming their way with the loss of an incredible wife and mother. Uh, They did not have life insurance on Angela Master. Uh, They hope to raise enough money that the husband, Bill, uh, can remain home with the kids for a couple months. Their youngest daughter has a recurring brain tumor. It's not a malignant brain tumor, but still, there are all kinds of medical bills and the like. So I promised you I'd put this link on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. I did not do it yesterday because I wanted to make sure I have the right link because I don't want to um, assist anybody who might be trying to tread on this family's misfortune. But I'm pretty convinced I have it now, very convinced I have it now. So we'll place that uh, up for you, and if you would like to contribute, that would be phenomenal. So the Master family, nice to know that people have stepped in. I'm sure it's a very, very heartbreaking situation uh, for them. And uh, you could also, I would think, contribute to uh, their church, Agape Community Fellowship of Marysville, Ohio. Um, Speaking of organizations that don't have the best charitable mindset, uh, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors, she of the three luxury homes in L.A. and the $6.2 million mansion in L.A., has received a bunch more money from a Silicon Valley tech initiative. Yahoo News says Colors nonprofit Dignity and Power Now, as if she's not gleaning enough from her Black Lives Matter grift. Dignity and Power Now pulled in $4.2 million in undisclosed contributions in 2020, its most recent tax form show. Well, it's nice to know that Patrice did file her tax forms since she said that they were racist, requiring her to file tax forms. Uh, Fox News Digital has discovered that $2.5 million of the $4.2 million that was given secretively was funneled through the Silicon Valley Community Foundation and paid into the BLM activist social justice nonprofit. Isn't everything she does supposedly about social justice? You know what it's really about. It's really about giving Patrice a collection of phenomenal places to live and entertain idiots stupid enough to give her millions of dollars. Uh, One of the people behind uh, this latest cash grab is uh, former Facebook founder Justin Moskowitz. Uh, He left Facebook in 2008, still has a 2% interest in Facebook. What do you think his net worth is with a 2% interest in Facebook? $12.1 billion. $12.1 billion. So, uh, Patrice, I mean, she's got a lot of couch cushions 
to hide this money in because when you own four luxury homes, you got a lot of couches where you can hide that money. The question is, how much of your money is she hiding in those couch cushions? How much of your money that you've spent on products at your local store that has then made its way to 11 or 12 of the biggest conglomerates in the country, all of whose assets are managed by BlackRock and Vanguard? How much of your money is going there? That's a question I asked myself when Disney came out and openly said, yeah, we don't approve of the parents' rights and education bill. I mean, parents and rights? Come on. They're not so secret gay agenda at Disney. So, buh bye Disney Plus. Time to get intentional with the Hooli family shopping dollars. And so, fortunately, we heard about the Patriot Switch movement. We've joined it. You can join it, too. Go to PatriotSwitch.com. Click on Bruce Hooley. How do you hear about us? I'll reach out to you and tell you how you can buy the same things you're already buying from a different store that manufactures, listen to me closely, manufactures and ships direct to consumer all the goods you're already buying. But the money doesn't go to J&J, Unilever, Kraft, Heinz, Nabisco, PepsiCo, Coke, woke companies. They won't get it. A good pro-life American company that donates to conservative causes and that the Obama administration targeted. What's not to love about this company? PatriotSwitch.com. Bruce Hooley in the down menu. Now, I have a friend who was vaccinated because he worked for a company that if he wasn't vaccinated, he would get fired. And he was nervous about taking the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine because he didn't like the idea of it reprogramming his DNA. So he went for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Remember when they billed the Johnson & Johnson vaccine as the old technology, right? It was the old technology, the Johnson & Johnson. And so a lot of people, particularly a lot of conservatives, who made the decision, "Mm, I can't afford to lose my job, I've got to get vaccinated, I'll just get the J&J vaccine. That way they won't be, you know, programming, reprogramming my DNA. That was the fear. And he got the vaccine, went to a Cleveland Indians game that night, and got very, very sick during the game. Felt lousy. Had to leave. Uh, now comes word that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration says it will allow only limited use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in the future and only allow it to adults who cannot receive other COVID-19 vaccines. What's the problem? Hmm. Here's the quote from the FDA. After conducting an updated analysis, evaluation, and investigation of reported cases, the FDA has determined that the risk of thrombosis and, get ready for the big word, thrombocytopenia syndrome, a syndrome of rare and potentially life-threatening, wait for it, blood clots, in combination with low levels of blood platelets, blah, 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 blah. Now, look, I know every time you bring up blood clots with COVID-19 vaccines, the mask police, the lockdown police, the mandate police all say, oh, anecdotal, anecdotal blood clot. Well, you know what? I know a young mom who was hanging out with her kids and all of a sudden keeled over and went to the hospital, died of a massive blood clot. 
you might have heard last week on the NFL draft. Kirk Herbstreet couldn't work the NFL draft. Blood clot. Now they tell us that, the, and that was thought to be an outgrowth of the Pfizer and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now we hear that the J&J vaccine has so many blood clots reported that they are restricting its use to the general public. They're going to try to stick you with the Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. I um, and now they're talking about a fifth a fifth shot. <laughs> you got double vaccinated, double boosted, and I'm reading tweets today about up oh, another COVID surge. Gonna have to get another booster. Well, this will never end. I mean, I'm, we're past the point of saying, will this ever end? Oh, no, it will never end. It will not. So, if you can just make it to the 2022 midterms, maybe there will be a red wave that will take over the House and take over the Senate, and they will restrict Joe Biden's abilities to force us to get the jab. Thankfully, Many of us weathered that storm so far, and hopefully many uh, more of us will have, well, at least hopefully we'll have much more cover from our uh, political representatives down the line. Now, speaking of political representatives, the left loves to talk about democracy, democracy, democracy. You know, the Washington Post, when Trump was elected, adopted the motto, democracy dies in darkness. So they're going to shine the light on everything Trump does, right? They're going to protect democracy. The MAGA movement is seen as a threat to our democracy. Well, the funny thing about democracy, it's a one-way street for the left. I'll give you some examples of what I mean next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Final stretch, final segment of the week on The Bruce Woolley Show. Great to be on in Montgomery County, Preble County, Greene County, Auglaize, Mercer, Miami, Champaign, Logan County. That's my home area. Love being on 94.5 FM, The Answer, in Dayton. And love our listening audience in Columbus as well, in Central Ohio. It's been my pleasure to interact with many of you one-on-one who have uh, clicked on the down menu and highlighted my name on PatriotSwitch.com. I'll continue to do that this weekend. The furor over the leaked Supreme Court opinion will continue. Hopefully the justices will be safe. If you're a praying person, pray for their safety. The Biden administration is not doing anything to keep the justices and their families safe because you're left with no other takeaway than they don't really care if they're safe. Something happens to one of the justices. If they are intimidated into changing their vote, which I don't think will happen, uh, if they are harmed egregiously so, grievously so, well, then they get to replace them, and they would love nothing more than to replace them. And the reason that they're framing the argument in terms of, oh, they might, oh, they might outlaw interracial marriage, uh, they might outlaw contraception. Those are ridiculous, made-up, fear-mongering scenarios, because that's what the Democrats do. They exaggerate, they obfuscate, they lie, because they can't win on truth. I mean, if you can win on truth, you use the truth. If you can't win on truth, then you lie. 
Similarly, the other way you dismiss meritorious ideas is you, you just dismiss them out of hand. You refuse to look at them. You won't examine the evidence. In fact, there, there, there is no evidence, even before the evidence is submitted. We see a case of this today in the Capital Insider column by Daryl Rowland of the Columbus Dispatch. I've offered Daryl a spot on the show. I'd love it if he came on. I would treat him with respect, but I would not let him do what he and so many of his colleagues at the dispatch do in print so often, which is tell only one side of the story. Here's the second sentence in his column today. This year, the Senate candidate in Ohio has embraced Donald Trump's big lie that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him. Okay, Trump has said the 2020 election was stolen from him. And I have not said it. I have said that the election was tampered with, that Mark Zuckerberg fiddled around with it, that it was strange and weird, that they stopped counting votes in Atlanta in the middle of the night, that some Republican ballot counters were told to go home and the Democrats stayed, that there were court victories in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin, and now they're looking at voting machines in Michigan, and that that heightened my suspicions. I would not say outright that the election was stolen until I saw the movie 2000 Mules. And after seeing the movie 2000 Mules, there is no doubt in my mind, I can't decide for you, I won't try, but there's no doubt in my mind that the election interference narrative has much more factual evidentiary support than those who virtually in the immediate aftermath of the election said exactly what Daryl Rowland continues to say today in the Columbus Dispatch. Sources tell CNN that top aides are suggesting that the defeated president, President Trump, hold rallies to drum up bogus conspiracies about election fraud. The GOP keeps spreading completely unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. The attorney general now telling federal prosecutors to look into those unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. No evidence of widespread flaws in the mail-in voting process. How can Anderson Cooper say that with any veracity, any certainty, in the month of November, when I guarantee you he has not paused at all from his normal daily activities to investigate any of those voter fraud allegations. CNN just says, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence. And Daryl Rowland continues to write this nonsense in the dispatch. So I just simply asked him today on Twitter, have you seen 2,000 Mules? If you haven't seen it, why haven't you seen it? And the reason why... Many people in the media won't watch 2,000 Mules is because they don't want to see it. You just heard. They've already made up their mind because what kind of a result do they want? They want there to be no election fraud. They want there to be no evidence that the Democrats stole the presidency. And so they're not. One way to know there's no evidence is to not look at the evidence. But Catherine Engelbrecht did look at the evidence. She is with True the Vote. And here is what she told Tucker Carlson last night. You will see when you watch the movie 2,000 Mules. As I sit here tonight, I can tell you there was rampant abuse of those drop boxes. And the data that we have is immutable and proves it, now buttressed increasingly by video. Now, this isn't like the release the Kraken promises from Sidney Powell in the aftermath of the election. This is actual data they purchased i don't even i don't even know how to equate 10 trillion 
cell phone pings. I don't know where you go to get that, but you apparently can purchase geospatial data. So they can track cell phones. They all have a unique footprint. They can tell whose cell phone it was. Same person visited, and here was their filter. You had to visit 10 mail-in ballot drop boxes on the same day, and and you had to visit six nonprofits on the same day that were engaged in get-out-the-vote efforts for Democrats. Now, it is comedic, ridiculous, and willfully blind for those online who say, well, uh, you know, cell phone data is not, is not you know, um, specific to an exact Dropbox location. I mean, it could have been uh, uh, 10 or 15 yards away from the Dropbox. Really? From 10 Dropboxes? What are the odds? They could find hundreds of people who on the same day were in such close proximity to a Dropbox, and they would have had no interest in actually going up to the Dropbox and dropping in ballots. Explain why they would be that close. And I, I, don't, I don't agree to your attempt to marginalize that data. I don't agree that it is not that specific location-wise because all I know is one of the last times I was in one of my farm supply stores and I stood in front of a display of power washers, I got home, opened my phone, and there's a power washer ad from that store. Does that ever happen to you? Does that ever happen to you? You're in a neighborhood, you're looking for something to eat, boom, up pops an ad for the restaurant across the street. I have friends who are in the advertising industry, and what they can do with geofencing and geotracking is really Big Brother-esque. Okay, so I believe in the data and the surveillance video. I left that piece of the puzzle out. The surveillance video that they have of people driving up to a Dropbox, middle of the night, getting out of their car, looking around, the international action of somebody who is wondering, is anybody watching me? Am I going to get caught doing this? I'm about to do something that doesn't appear to be very legal because I don't want anybody to notice me. So look, the reason why they don't pay any attention to a movie like 2,000 Mules, to the data, to the case presented by Katherine Engelbrecht and by Dinesh D'Souza and by her election forensic scientists is because they don't want there to be any evidence. It never seemed logical to me and likely doesn't seem logical to you that a candidate as uninspiring as Joe Biden could hide in his basement for nearly the entirety of a presidential campaign and that he would get more votes than a charismatic candidate like Barack Obama. Did that seem logical to anyone? That a guy who could only get about six cars to show up to a drive-in political rally would garner 81 million votes. Meanwhile, an incumbent president who's filling arenas with lines around the block, that guy 
would lose states where the jobs were good, the minority jobs were good, and all that. It never made any sense. Well, I called several cabinet companies, and what I loved about Miller was working with Marsha, one of their designers. 